Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you because you are here. And the hand of the Lord is here. And uh, Lord, we just want to acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit. So we thank you for what you have already done and what you're about to do. As it is written, somebody planted, another one watered, but it's the Holy Spirit, God, who gives the increase. Father, I've come to do my part, uh, the watering part. And I want to thank you that, Lord, you are the one that gives the increase. So all the glory and honor is given unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. I'm sharing on the subject of entitled, The Last Push. Tell your neighbor, the last push. Tell your neighbor, are you ready for the last push? Joshua 13. Joshua 13 and verse 1. Now Joshua was old. Now, uh, scripture starts with that statement. It means uh, there's something God wants to talk about, especially concerning age. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, you are old. Now, if God says you are old, <laughs> if the manufacturer says you are old, if you tell me I'm old, I'll say, well, what are you talking about? But God himself. And there is a reason why he says you are old. Now Joshua was old, advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years. So God acknowledges. And then he says, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. So in other words, God is saying, I have a problem here. When I look at your age and the assignments. So in other words, you cannot separate your age from the assignments. You are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. So in other words, I cannot reconcile the two. In other words, your age and assignment must move, must flow together. But the problem that I have, says the living God, you are very old, yet there still remains much more land. There still remains much more of what I called you to accomplish before you die. So that's how God starts it. And this time, uh, uh, Joshua is about between 90 to 100 years. And Caleb is about 85 years when God is saying this. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there is a relationship between age and the assignment. 
My times, David says, are in your hands. We live life in stages and we experience it in phases. So God reminds Joshua of the assignment and he also reminds Joshua of his age. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, how old are you? <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, 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 how old are you? I like, I, I don't think he, he or she has responded except, except just laughing. So, so, so when I was reading this scripture, Joshua 13 verse 1, I, I began to say, what is the Lord saying? When Joshua was old and well advanced in years, the Lord said to him, you are very old. And I know many of you here are not very old. You are very old and there are still very much land to be possessed. So God is saying, I cannot reconcile the two. Your age is moving, but your assignment is not moving. Your age is moving very fast, but what I called you to do is not moving. So in other words, you better do something about it. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, I brought a message entitled, The Last Push of Your Life. And Joshua around this time is between 90 and 100 years. Caleb about 85 years. So there is a relationship between age and the assignment. My times are in your hands. We live life in stages and experience it in phases. Ladies and gentlemen, between 12 to 21 years, that is a time to dream and focus in phase. Between 21 to 35 years, that is walking in the dream. So if you are between 21 and 35, I take it that you are already walking in the dream. Because some people dream at a wrong time altogether. Between 12 and 21, I believe these are years of dreaming and focusing phase 21 to 35 walking in the dream 35 to 45 establishing phase it's a phase where you are established and establishing your dream Forty-five to sixty, that is a stretching phase expansion phase and usually very stretching. 60 to 70, that is a harvesting phase. 
harvesting from your investments. If it's in ministry, sons begin to work. Roles begin to change. 70 to 80, you are working on the legacy. Focusing on the wells which you will leave behind for generations to come. 80 to 90, the phase of reflection, work. You are reflecting on your work, on ministry, relationships, and you are also reflecting on your work and intimacy with God. So ladies and gentlemen, Joshua 13 verse 1, God says, Joshua, you are very old and yet I have a problem. There is much more land to be possessed. In other words, I'm about to take you back home soon. But I cannot take you before you finish your assignment. And I came to declare to you, you will not die before you finish the assignment. The devil is a liar. I don't care what the devil may do. I don't care what chanting, what spell, what witchcraft. You will not die before you finish the assignment. That's why David says, I will not die. I will live and proclaim the works of God. The assignment is critical. The assignment is crucial. Hallelujah. Look at the way Joshua responds. Joshua 18 verse 3. Joshua stands up. He stands up. And look at the way he responds. Then Joshua said to the children of Israel. Can we reach together? Shall we shout together the scripture? One, two, three, four. Then I want us to shout together. One, two, three, four. Then Joshua said to the children of Israel. How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? For how long will you wait? For how long? Tell your neighbor, for how long will you wait before you possess your possession? So we see Joshua steps out. And Joshua begins to deal with three attitudes. The first attitude is procrastination. Many of you would have reached very far if it were not for procrastination. One of the things the devil sends to people to make people stay on the same level is procrastination. How many books would you have written by now if it were not procrastination? How many businesses, projects, how many houses, how many churches would you have planted by now if it were not procrastination? So he deals with procrastination. Number two, he deals with a passive spirit. Procrastination keeps you in the same place. A passive spirit keeps you in the same place. And then he deals with another attitude which I call arrival attitude. You arrive before you have arrived. You think you have attained it. 
you have a sense of accomplishment of the things that you have done. Yet, the ministry, yet, the assignment is not accomplished. And I like what God says. Let's get back to scripture. Joshua 13 verse 1. Let's have it back. Joshua 13 verse 1. Now Joshua was old. Advanced in years. And the Lord said to him. You are old and advanced in years. And there remains. There remains. He's not saying you have not done anything. In other words, you have done a lot. You have done exploits, but there remains. Tell your neighbor there remains. So there is something that you must finish. That's why Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of the Father and do what? Finish. It's not how much you have labored. And it's not how much how you are laboring. It is finishing God's assignment over your life. The age and the assignment goes together. Look at what Joshua begins to do. Immediately, Joshua 18 verse 8. Joshua 18 verse 8. Then the men rose to go away. And Joshua charged those who went to do what? To survey the land. Saying, go walk through the land. Survey it and come back to me. That I may cast lots for you here before the Lord in Shiloh. He takes practical steps. Joshua 18 verse 4. Joshua 18 and verse 4. Pick out from among you three men from each tribe. And I will send them. They shall rise and go through the land. To do what? To survey it according to the inheritance. And come back to me. And let them come with a proper description. So Joshua appoints three men. Number two, he sends them to survey the land. What are they surveying? They are surveying the unfinished business. I know you are serving God. And I know you have done exploits. And I know you are going to do exploits. But the question is, do you know the unfinished business of your calling? I'm not looking today on what you have already achieved. But I'm looking at what you are yet to achieve. And the starting point is to survey the unfinished business. Each one of us has been called. And our callings are different. Others in the marketplace. But every man, every woman, there's an assignment. And you have to survey the unfinished business. Verse 9, look at what they did. Joshua 18 verse 9. So the men went. They passed through the land. Look and wrote the survey. They wrote the survey in a book in seven parts. 
by cities and they came to Joshua. In other words, town by town, they, de- they described. We need to write, we need to survey what is remaining. Grace, God has called you. Grace, you have done exploits. But there is still much more land to possess. And we need to describe, we need to survey, we need to describe cities, our villages, the nation, the continent, the globe. We need to write a description of cities and villages and nation and continent and the globe. We need to survey the institutions that must be reached in this nation. We need to survey how we are going to reach the judicially with the gospel. We need to survey how we are going to reach the executive, the legislature. We need to survey how we are going to penetrate and reach out, especially the education sector, which is being possessed by the enemy and Islamic forces. We need to write a description I'm talking about the unfinished business. Time would fail me to talk about the work already done. There is a place where we talk about the work already done. It brings us before the Lord in praise and in worship. We can only say Ebenezer thus far the Lord has brought us. But God is saying to Joshua you are very old but there is still much more land to be possessed. So there is no time for procrastination. There is no more time for a passive spirit. There is no more time. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are bigger than what you are today. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are bigger than what you are today. Acts 26 verse 19. Acts 26 verse 19. So we see Paul and the unfolding vision. Paul and the unfolding vision. Acts 26 verse 19. Therefore King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I pray that my sister, you will not be disobedient to the heavenly vision concerning your life. I was not disobedient. But declared first, I love the word first. Because we are dealing with the unfolding vision. Therefore, first, so every man and every woman has a first. But the problem is we make the first the last. We make the first the last. 
But declared first to those in Damascus, after Damascus, and in Jerusalem. Secondly, Jerusalem. So you are seeing the unfolding of the vision. And throughout all the region of Judea, thirdly and fourthly, and to the Gentiles, that they should repent and to God and do works befitting repentance. The unfolding vision. First to those in Damascus. Then to those in Jerusalem. And in all Judea and to the Gentiles. I preach that they should repent. Prove their repentance by their deeds. So I begin to wonder where did Joshua end? Joshua did very well with his first and second. And because of his urge, he began to submit to his age. The Lord says, you are not submitting to your old age. Look at the assignment. The assignment is so powerful. It's able to revive you, to revitalize you. Assignment is able to suspend death. That's how powerful. That's why Simeon says, may your servant now go and rest. Because my assignment, my hands have handled the Savior. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15 to 16. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing on the message entitled, The Last Push. Second Corinthians 10, verse 15 to 16. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is... In other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith is increased, grace, grace, I want you to answer me, grace, are you here? Grace, that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As your faith grows, the Bible says, New International Vision, our area of activity will greatly expand. Hallelujah. In other words, you are only the first and not the last. Our area of activity, verse 16. Our area of influence, our sphere of influence. Not boasting of things to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. That is the unfolding vision. Thank God we preached here. Thank God God is doing great things and awesome things. But there are areas in South Africa that need to hear this gospel. There are towns, there are villages, there are nations, there are continents. But it will depend on your faith growing. Because if you do not begin to do the works that sons and daughters are supposed to do, then you can find the bishop to be doing what you are supposed to be doing. When you begin to do the things that sons are supposed to do, 
Because as we are growing in age and as we are also growing in ministry, there must be change of roles. Change of roles simply means you, are, you begin to embrace certain aspects so that your fathers can go and see beyond you. I remember when David thought he would still fight the way he fought before. And he fell, almost about to be killed. But Abishai, the son, took that battle. He fought that battle and killed the enemy. And then they said, Dad, not now, not now. Please, not now. You will not go with us in the front line now. Support us from Jerusalem so that the vision, the light of Israel is not extinguished. We need you today than never before. So in other words, the sons, they begin to fight the battles that the fathers were fighting yesterday. The sons begin to raise the money. It's no longer the responsibility of the bishop to raise money for the conference or for the outreach. The sons have taken over. That is the unfolding vision. You begin to take your place. Tell your neighbor, take your place. Tell your neighbor, take your place. So then King Agrib, our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our area of activity will greatly expand. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing on the message, the last push. Why do I call it the last push? Because God has a burden. And the burden he has, he cannot reconcile the age and how old. And he knows Joshua is about to leave the scene, but the land. He did not just say, die, I'll raise another one. No, he said, come on, come on, double up, double up. Because this was assigned to you and no one else. Tell your neighbor, do you know God's assignment over your life? Okay, ask the other neighbor. The other neighbor did not answer you. Ask the other neighbor. Say, neighbor, where are you in the calendar of God? Where are you in the calendar of God? Because between 12 and 21, you are supposed to be dreaming. You, the youths. Between 21 to 35, you are supposed to be walking in the dream. Talk about your bishop here and the first lady of the house. Ask them when they began pastoring, how old they were. We almost share the same. I began pastoring 20, when I was 22 years. And now you're calculating how old I am. I have seen. Walking in your dream. Walking in the vision. Ask Joseph when he began to walk in the dream. 
Ask David when he began to walk in the dream. 12 to 21. Years of dreaming and focusing. 21 to 35. Walking in the dream. 35 to 45. Established phase. Establishing phase. 45 to 60. Stretching and expansion. 60 to 70. A season of harvesting from your investments. Your sons begin to work. Roles begin to change. 70 to 80. Working on the legacy. Focusing on the wells you are going to leave behind to, to coming generations. 80, 90. Phase of reflecting of how you have worked with God. The ministry, relationship and your relationship with God. And we see how Joshua stands up and he takes the word from the Lord. In Joshua 18 verse 3, he goes straight away to Israel. For how long will you wait before you begin to possess? Turn with me to Judges chapter 13 and verse 5. Judges 13 reading verse 5. You will become pregnant the mother of uh, Samson. And you have a son whose hurt is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite. Dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. I'm interested by those words. He will take the lead. Other translation says he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the Philistines. The Bible is not saying he's going to deliver Israel, but he will begin. So in other words, God knows there will be men and women who will come after him. He will begin. He will begin. Ladies and gentlemen, you must know your role in God's calendar and timing and how you fit in in the kairos of God. But as you begin to look at Samson, ladies and gentlemen, it's clear God called him to be a deliverer. So in other words, he was anointed to beat physically, not spiritually. The anointings are different. This man was anointed to fight physically. He was anointed to be a deliverer. You know the story very well. That was his calling. Extraordinary grace, power, mighty. But when you begin to read. Oh yes. You know how he compromised. Judges 16 and verse 21. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing on the last push. Judges 16 verse 21. Then the Philistines seized him. That's fast forward. Gorged out his eyes. The first thing the enemy wants to take out of your life, it is your eyes. It is your vision. So that you lose a sense of direction and where you are going. You can exist without eyes. But you will be very, very, very unfruitful. Spiritually speaking, there are so many people who began very well. 
ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the unfolding vision. People who began very well, but along the way, they lost their vision. They lost their sight. They were distracted by the so many things. I pray that you will never lose your sight. I pray that the devil will never get your sight. Take, take, turn back to Acts 26 verse 19. Let scripture interpret scripture. Acts 26 and verse 19. Oh, therefore King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Your vision must be clear. Your vision must be so clear to you. What was the vision? Let's move on. Therefore, King Agrippa was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. What was the vision? Verse 20. But declared face to those in Damascus. Face to those in Damascus. And in Jerusalem, the first speaks of the starting point. As I said, many of us, we have turned the first to be the last. That's why I'm so blessed by the vision. I'm so much blessed by the theme. The unfolding vision. Look at the vision. The way it unfolded in Jerusalem. Then the, throughout the region of Judea. And then to the Gentiles. So grace I can only say Ebenezer, thus far the Lord has led you. But there is still much more land remaining to be possessed. It is deliberate when I take you back to scripture, which we have already read. It's deliberate. Uh, Joshua 13 verse 1. Joshua 13 verse 1. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, you are old, advanced in years. And there remains, there remains very much land yet to be possessed. In other words, you have done very well. But I cannot reconcile your age and the assignments. There remains. I believe, Grace, we have reached at a stage where now we are focusing on what is remaining. But when we look back where God has taken us from, it is amazing. What God has done in this church and in this ministry is incredible. It's awesome. It's amazing. But there is, there yet remains. As long as there still remains, it simply means we need to uh, renew our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like an eagle. And they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. So in other words, Joshua... Get rid of that mentality, retiring mentality, retirement mentality. Because there's too much more land. Hallelujah. So Samson, his eyes are taken out. A man that was called to be a deliverer. Look at what began to happen to Samson. Judges 16 and verse 25. Judges 16 25. Wow, they were 
in high spirits, they shouted, bring out Samson to entertain us. Was Samson called to the ministry of entertainment? And that is what's happening in Africa, in the body of Christ. Preachers have become now entertainers to make people feel good. To make people have goosebumps. But lives not transformed. But lives not changed. A man who was called to be a deliverer. Now he's an entertainer. The devil is mocking him. So they called Samson out of prison. And sadly to say, and he performed for them. And that's what's happening in the church. There is too much performance. People go back excited, but it was only performance. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not perform. You will move under the action, under the anointing of the living God in your life. Where you go, people will be changed. Lives will be transformed. Heavens will be opened. People will see how sinful they are because of the holiness and the presence of God. No more performance. Talk of musicians. Talk of musicians, Christian musicians. We have moved now into performance. And you hardly see or notice the presence of God. How we have drifted from what God called us to be and to do. And I know as Samson is performing, he knows in his heart, Lord, this is not what you called me to. This is not what you called me to. Some good news, Judges 16, 22. Judges 16, verse 22. We read some good news. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I should not release the secret. Every ministry has a key. Every ministry has a secret. Every ministry. The devil cut the hair. But the devil forgot one thing. That hair grows. And I came to tell you, no matter where you are, you may have fallen, you may have compromised, but I came to tell you, get back to what God called you to be. You are not an entertainer. You are a minister of God. I came to tell you, your hair is growing again. Your anointing is coming back. I said the anointing is coming back. You will not die outside God's perfect will. 
You will not die outside God's calling. You will not die outside God's assignment. The hair is growing again. And I know Samson is crying in his heart. Lord, this is not my calling. I'm called to be a deliverer. But along the way, I messed it. And the devil is mocking him. Judges 16, 28. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing on the message entitled, The Last Push. Judges 16, 28. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. Remember me, please God. I don't know if there's somebody who is praying. It's not over. God is waiting to hear something from your mouth. It's not over. I don't care what you have lost. You may have lost your eyes, but you have not lost your mouth to pray. Please God, strengthen me. Just once more. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Let's get to verse 29 to 30. Then Samson reached towards the two central pillars on which the temple stood, pressing himself. Tell your neighbor it's time to press yourself. You are about to push. Tell somebody, press yourself up. Because you are about to push for your family. You are about to push for your ministry. You are about to push for your destiny. You are about to push for the nation of South Africa. We are about to push the way we have never pushed before. As the vision unfolds. Pressing himself against them. His right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Verse 30 quickly. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. That prayer I will not pray. But he prayed. Then he pushed with all. Then he pushed with all. Shout with me with all. Shout with me with all. There comes a time in your life when you know this is my time. There comes a time in your life when you push with all your strength, with all your might, with every strength remaining in you. I came to tell you it is time for the last push of your life. Let's push for South Africa. Let's push for Soweto. Let's push for Johannesburg. Push for your children. Push, push. Tell your neighbor, push. Sit down. The Bible says he killed. Yes, that's he killed many more when he died than while he lived. 
His ministry was to kill. His assignment was to kill the Philistines. Thank God for the way he ended. He accomplished his assignment. I know you talk so much negatively about Samson, but I came to tell you he accomplished his assignment. What was his assignment? He killed many more because his ministry was only to begin and not to end. Ask your neighbor, where do you fit in? Joshua 13, we read. The last push of Paul. I consider my life worth nothing. If I may finish the race. Acts 20, 24. I consider myself worth nothing when it comes to the assignment. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke 22 verse 43. Luke 22 verse 43. I like the scripture. Luke 22 verse 43. The Bible says, an angel appeared before Jesus to strengthen him. An angel from heaven appeared to strengthen, appeared to him and strengthened him. I'm not talking about anyone. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus had to be strengthened. Why was he about to be strengthened? Why was he strengthened? Because he was going for his last push. The last push of Jesus was not on the cross. The last push of Jesus was on the garden of Gethsemane. The last push of Jesus was on his knees. Read verse 44. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Oh my father, if it is possible, take this cup, this hour away from me. I cannot stand to see the man I created to spit on me. The man I created to crucify me. I cannot stand the tree that came out of my mouth. Now I'm being hanged. I cannot stand my father to be undressed before our creation. But not my will. Let your will be done. And the Bible says, and the Father showed him what is beyond the cross. He saw South Africa saved. He saw Zambia saved. He saw America saved. He saw the world saved. He saw many sons coming to glory. 
He said, Father, it is written about me. I have come to do your will. You were not satisfied and pleased with burnt offerings, booze and animals, but a body you have prepared for me. I have come to do your will. And they began to pray and they prayed because now, 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 now the church is being birthed. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus pushed and that was his last push. When he went on the cross, it was already done. When he shouted, it is finished. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a last push of your life. Joshua, you are old and very advanced in age, yet there still remains large areas of land to be taken over. So in other words, you are not going to die before your time. Don't fix your eyes on work already done. Thank God for what God has already done in your life. But fix your eyes on what is yet remaining. You shall not die until you accomplish what God God called you to do. Have you dreamt a dream? Do you have a vision? Have you begun to walk in the vision? Are you established in your vision? Is your vision expanding? Push. Where are the men and women who will push for South Africa? The devil is a liar. The devil shall not capture South Africa. The devil shall not capture South Africa. South Africa belongs to Jesus. Where are the men and women who will not accept the status quo? Where are the men and women who will push for the young generation? Who will push for the young generation that is being stolen and destroyed by the devil in this nation? Where are the men and women who will push for their families? Where are the men? It's time the Lord sets you and I free from procrastination, a passive spirit, an arrival attitude. It is time, as Paul said, our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our area of activity among you will greatly expand. Stand to your feet.